Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, with Jaguar's senior writer, John Osher. And this week's guest, he was a guest last year on the Ozone Podcast during the season, which is a little bit of a different time. You talk more football during the season. I want to talk to our guest today about some off-field stuff because, to me, he's one of the most fascinating players on this team when it comes to off-field stuff. I'm talking about Jaguars' right tackle, Juwan Taylor. Juwan, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, guess what, Juwan? You're going into year three already. Yeah, yeah it's moving fast. Is that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. Man. I was just saying that to my family the other day, like, wow, it's time just flying by, and I'm going into year three, so it's exciting, man. Any different uh, – it's obviously storylines. Urban said the tackles have to improve. There's a lot of stuff about mm. the offensive line we'll talk about. But any different perspective for you year three compared to year two or th- or one? Anything that you're doing differently, thinking about differently? Oh, well, one, I, man, since we got the new coaching staff in, I just really um, was honed in on making sure that I'm ready to go uh, just healthy, um, you know, just training every day. I've been training about two, three times a day. Um, so I just been on top of that, on top of my technique. I went and um, got some some coaching in Dallas with uh, Duke Miniweather. Okay. You know, just going out and uh, trying to learn more and and get out more with my training and learn more from different coaches and stuff too. So I had the opportunity to go out there and be around other veteran players around the NFL, just pick their brain a little bit. So just doing different things throughout the offseason to better my game overall, become a better player. Now tell me about your schedule. You just said you've been training two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're talking to a guy who, d- who trains about two or three times a month. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do? What does that entail when you talk about that? Yeah, so okay. when I was in Dallas, um, I was training with Duke Manyweather in the morning time. So any time where he gave us a slot where it would be the latest I would be training, probably like 11 a.m. So usually I'll go out and just um, do some cardio and in the evening time or I'll just find a field like near my house or whatever and um, just do the line stuff, just technique stuff. So I've been doing that, but now we're in the OTA stuff. Um, I usually, when we have days off, I still just go do some cardio, just things just to stay in shape, keep my wind up. Because at the end of the day, we back out in the sun, and, right. you know, we just got to be able to move around good. So I just stay on top of that, just stand on the treadmill, stuff like that. Being from Florida, I assume <clears throat> that you learned early on you've got to do that or you're in trouble in August. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I know your off season isn't all working out. Mm-hmm. You like to do things away from football a little bit, too, when you have a chance. Definitely. So far this off season, or I guess before OTA started, uh, what was that? What was your off-field stuff? I know uh, – a big fish in your past, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, man, I'm, I'm real easy going guy off the field. Um, usually it's just uh, just football. If I'm not doing football, it's fishing. Um, that's really all I do. Other than that, I'm hanging out around the house with my family. Now tell me um, about the one that made Instagram this year. Right? Um, yeah, so that was la- that was last offseason. I was out fishing um, in okay, Jupiter, Florida. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so I had caught that Goliath group. But I have been doing a lot of fishing, though, this offseason, too. I just haven't posted nothing because I haven't really um, did any big stuff yet like all for big fish. So you go out with Linder at all fishing? So me and Linder still haven't been out yet because Linder, ever, ever since he, he got, a new, out on you. Yeah. got a new boat. With his he got a new boat, yeah, man. He, he got a lot of friends and family that's been waiting on this list to go with him. So I've just been <laughs> waiting my turn, but other than that, I usually just go with uh, family, friends, and go with charters around Jacksonville. I got you. Yeah. Um, I've been asking players uh, that I've talked to this offseason about the culture change here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's obviously been one, but each guy sort of has a different perspective on that. Yep. When you got back and you started to get to know Urban, what was going on here, 
uh, your impressions of that, I guess. Oh, it's been it's been great, man. Um, just coming in, he came in and just let us know what he expected. And uh, I just feel like the whole team just bought into it, man, and everybody's been loving it ever since. And, you know, he's just basically just teaching us how to win, how to play together as a team. Um, and, you know, just every unit going out there on Sundays and just playing the best. And, you know, if, we, if our 10 units, I play their 10 units, then we'll win the game. So just breaking it down and making it easier for us and just teaching us how to win. Now, you've always been a guy who is here in the off season. I think after your rookie year mm-hmm. uh, for COVID hit, I saw you probably second week of January walking around here. Right. That's just sort of how you are, isn't it? Yeah, man. I always be been like 365. Yeah, man. I, me, I'm just the type of person, like, when the season ends, I don't really like to take too long of a break. I do want to take a break to rest my body, but at the end of the day, um, you know, when I, if I sit around for too long, I'll get out of shape. So, like, I like to just stay either if I'm not doing, you know, nothing crazy, no, like, big heavy lifting, but I will stay on the treadmill and then come in for treatment. So I probably took, like, a week or two off after the season. I was already back working out. Tell me about the offensive line room a little bit. A guy who doesn't talk to the media a whole lot is is, is uh, your coach, George Warhawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you talk to players, there's a tremendous respect there and there's a tremendous uh, uh, understanding and, I guess, mm-hmm. respect for what he does. Uh, what do you like about his approach? What do you like about how you guys approach things as, a, as an offensive line? A uh, very greater approach, man. Um, just for one, we all have so much respect for him because the experience he has coaching in the NFL. He's been going into year 26 or 27, I think, now. So um, he's coached a lot of great players, um, just a lot of the greatest offensive linemen mm-hmm. to play the game. So, you know, you can only have so much respect for a person like that. It's, it's amazing, man, to see. So when he tells us something, we definitely listen. And we try to implement it into our game and become better players. So, um, and, and of course, he's a great guy off the field too, a family guy, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we love that about him. So we love having him here. He had said before last season, in uh, in, a, in a, one of the times he spoke to the media, that it takes a little while to get what he's teaching. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of a different approach for offensive linemen, his style. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? You think? And is this group? Is it the kind of thing that you continually get better at the longer you're around him? Oh, yeah. You definitely tend to get better around him. It's, it's no questions asked, man. Like, he stays on top of different things. If he sees something that needs to be fixed, you know, he's going to let us know what it, what it is. And, you know, he's the type of coach you can call, you know, outside of meetings or another day off the field, a day off, and just ask him about something. He's gotcha. always going to talk ball with you. And, um, when so we if you're watching f- film at night yeah, and you text definitely. him, you're getting a text Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And, yeah, he's definitely in tune with us even, you know, off season. He's always calling, checking on us and stuff. So, um, you know, that's why we, we listen to everything he tells us to do because, you know, at the end of the day, that's the relationship we built with him and that's the trust we have in each other so um you know he's a great coach you and cam a lot of focus on you this off season mm-hmm. uh are you guys close do you talk about what you want to get done this season mm-hmm. sort of as a tandem i mean people tend to associate offensive tackle tandems together mm-hmm. well most definitely that's crazy you asked that because me and cam were just in the locker room today talking about like the upcoming season and the, the different defensive ends we have to face this year just you know just having talk just talking about football and other than that me and cam are really cool off the field um you know another veteran that i could look up to gotcha. and ask questions and stuff like that what's going on with the uh backward jersey with him uh, <laughs> what's that about? I think he's been and for doing people that. who don't know who listen to this, yeah, Cam invariably has his jersey on backwards yeah. with Robinson in front. I think he's been doing that since my rookie, if I can remember correctly. Um, it's just been his thing. Like when we are uh, doing any practices where there's no pads involved, yeah. he always just wears jersey back. It's kind of like his thing. But um, you know, nobody says nothing to him. Just let him do what he does. But he likes to have fun. I remember yeah. his rookie year, a coach telling me, "This is a guy that we need on the field." 
because of his passion Definitely. for playing Definitely. and because of his passion for team. Definitely. And I think that's something that people miss about him mm-hmm. is how much the guys around him uh, rally around him, if you will, right. and He's that element. Do you see that out of him as well? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, man. He's definitely passionate, loved the game. You know, he's one of those guys like me, you know, couldn't imagine himself not playing the game, you know. So he's going to give it his all every day, practice, games, um, weight room, training room, whatever it is, to become the best he can be. So, um, you know, you can only look up to somebody like that. So um, that's why I just love the guys I came in with when I came in my rookie year, you know, Cam, AJ, Linder, Norwell. Um, Shatley, just learning from those guys and seeing mm-hmm. their, you know how they go about their their days and their schedule, becoming a good pro. So that's all I do, man. Um, still, I feel like I'm still one of the younger guys, so I still, you know, just learn different things and try to make myself um, a better pro. I always thought, and I had a couple offensive linemen tell me this a long, long time ago, uh, that it's the only position in football really where nothing good you ever do gets noticed, mm-hmm. but everything bad gets noticed. Most definitely. If you miss one. Block mm-hmm. and have seventy five good ones. Yeah, you had a bad game. How do you? I always ask linemen. How do you manage that? Because that's um, tough. Because I'm sure even you as a player, right? You come off the field and you're thinking about the one mm-hmm. play that didn't happen. How do you? What's your approach to managing that um, expectation? I guess. Well, me myself, I'm, I'm a person that's always been hard on myself in football. Um, I critique myself very hard at the games, you know, kind of beat myself up if mm-hmm. I have bad plays or whatever. Um, but, you know, having a coach like Coach Warhop and the teammates that I have around me, you know, we always uplift and support each other. You know, we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to go as hard as we can to win the game and, you know, compete because that's what we're out there to do is win. Um, so, at the end of the day, like, you know, I just try to keep a, keep my head on straight, don't really think too much about it, and just try to go better whatever I did wrong and watch the film and fix the mistakes. So, you know, and if it is anybody off the field, most people that's off the field talking about it, you know, they probably never played the position. Right. And if they have played the position, then, you know, they probably know what they're talking about. But sometimes you just can't listen to the fans gotcha. and stuff like that. You just got to keep doing what you know. Speaking of listening to the fans, no group on any team is criticized more than the offensive line. Yeah. But you guys as a group, I'm looking at it, Norwell, third year around here, or Mm -hmm. fourth year around here. Mm -hmm. You third, Cam fourth, Linder eighth, Can I think sixth. Mm -hmm. No group on this team has been around each other as long as you guys have. How important is that continuity to you, and how much will it help you next year? Oh, it's very important, man. You know, it's just crazy. It's like even when I came in, it just I seen the, the bond and that everybody had and their relationships they had. And since I've been here, the relationship has grown even stronger. Mm-hmm. So having a unit like that where everybody's just so, you know, gelled together and, you know, we all play together, play for one another is always amazing. And, you know, as the years go on, you know, just hoping all us still here and we keep playing together because right. that's a great group of guys. And, you know, we all fight for one another. We all hold each other accountable. Um, you know, we all want to win. So at the end of the day, we're excited to play with each other. Now, is this the case? And again, you mentioned people who hadn't played offensive line. You can look at me and tell I didn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the case where after two years playing next to AJ, you don't have to think about where he's going to be on a given play? Oh, no. Does it get to that level of. Uh, I guess chemistry or uh, cohesion. Oh, yeah. Definitely, uh, the chemistry of me and AJ is amazing, man. Like we can come to the ball and you know we already know what we're gonna do. Even if it's a pressure or blicks, whatever, we don't even really have to say anything. We can just point to each other. We always cued in. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, me and AJ, it's crazy chemistry. It's good. Uh, do you guys as a line uh, listen to people when it's you know the criticism is always out there? Mm-hmm. Is that a is that motivation? 
Is it something you don't think about? How do you, uh, how would you define that? Because I think uh, uh, somebody told me once, every offensive line on on every team Mm -hmm. is always going to be the most criticized unit. Mm -hmm. It's just the nature of the beast. Right. As a group, do you think about that, or is it just something where you? It uh, is what it is, and we know it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it is what it is. Usually, like me, I'm the type of guy. I'm always self motivated. I don't need, you know, the the people around me or the fans, whatever, to motivate right. me. At the end of the day, I'm out here to do my job and play football. I love the game. I'm passionate about the game. So, and I know my mistakes I make. Whatever the people see on TV or see in the stands, you know, I know what I did. So, right. if it's something I need to fix, I'm going to fix it. I'm motivated, you know, enough for myself to want to go make it better, make myself a better player. So. So I don't, How often I don't do you hear it. something where you're like, oh, that ain't how it is? Yeah, I mean, it, it happens every day. Yeah, it happens all the time, <laughs> man. It's crazy because, you know, you get a lot of people out there that are trolls and stuff on Twitter and, you know, Instagram, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you can't feed into it. I got you. Yeah. I got you. What are your thoughts about this season overall? I mean, is it just at this point where you don't think about what the record might be, et cetera? Mm-hmm. You're just so focused on preparing and seeing what this new thing is going to look like I guess um me man I'm just the type of guy like I'm just you know just everyday chopping wood um I feel like our team we just like Urban always says stacking great days on top of great days so that's what we're on right now man we're not looking ahead we're just trying to take it one day at a time and then once we get to week one we're just going to handle week one week two handle week two we're just going to take it one game at a time so um whatever the outcome is of the outcome so uh that's kind of like what he's teaching us right now gotcha. we're not looking too far ahead just focusing on you know stack, stacking great days at a great day. What's your off season look like after minicamp? Um, me, man, I'll probably be out in the water a little bit, but me, I'm still be in the gym in my in my playbook too, because you know I don't, I don't do much off the field. I got yeah. you. We, uh, as you may remember, we close this every time with what we call the Ozone Five. The Ozone Five. 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 Five sort of off the wall questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quickly, uh, Juwan Taylor, what is the best drum track out there? Mm. Or the best drum solo could be. Uh, I'll probably say Eric Moore. You can find this on YouTube. Eric Moore. He was in a, uh, the drum off for a guitar center drum off. Okay. You can watch that. It's like a five, six minute video of just him just doing a crazy drum solo. How often have you watched it? Oh man, when I was in middle school, when it, when that uh, <laughs> video came out, when he won that uh, drum off, but uh, it was crazy, man. I watched it a lot. And then I haven't watched it in a, in a little while, but it's a good video. For fans who don't know, I think most people do know who follow the Jags. Juwan Taylor, a very accomplished drummer. Uh, mm. Best drummer that you admire most? Oh wow, I got a lot of those. Um, Tony Royster Jr. Um, like I said, Eric Moore, Jerome Flood, Calvin Rogers. Um, man, it's so many of them. Uh, and that's a new guy that actually plays for my girlfriend. Man, his name is Tevin Curtis. He's another upcoming drummer. He's really okay. good. Yeah. Music you like that would surprise people? I like country music. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I like country music a lot. A lot of people don't know that. Um, cause, like when I'm doing things like fishing or just hanging around the house, I'm always playing country music. Gotcha. Yeah. Thing you want to do that you've never tried? Parasailing. So, I, me and my girlfriend went parasailing this off season, and um, I was just there to watch. You know, I didn't want to do nothing. <laughs> I was a little nervous, so um, I told her next time we plan on doing it, I'm gonna try it out. Place you would like to go where you've never been? Um, probably Bora Bora. It's a place I want to want to go okay. to. You know, you're making NFL money now. You can go to Bora Bora if you. Yeah, want. I do. I just I don't <laughs> know. I just never went, and then COVID too. So I just never sure. planned it. Yeah. That's it. Dwan Taylor, I always enjoy talking to you. I always appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're busy. Thank you for joining the Ozone Podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.